The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with my guest Jen Piacenti, Piacenti, excuse me, uh, from SI. It's SI uh, now, SI Fantasy, and SI Betting. Do I get that? Did I get that right? That is correct. Those are all three handles we need to make sure we let people know about. That's awesome. And as always, we are sponsored by WinBet, uh, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. They are our exclusive sponsor for the f- uh, Fall Podcast. Uh, Jen. Big news this week. You got the big job, uh, big announcement, a big explosion this week, and it's great to see. It's, it's great to see, uh, you. Uh, you know, getting a, a big move up, SI, a big company, stepping up, getting into our, the fancy space more and the betting space more, and you get to be a big part of that. What are you going to be doing for that? I'm going to be doing a lot. Um, video work, of course. Um, we're going to do a Sunday show on YouTube, kind of getting everybody ready with start sits and last minute advice uh, at noon Eastern time. And then I will be writing for the website a few times a week, three times a week at least. So you're going to see a lot from me, probably a lot on social media, both NFL and MLB, though at the beginning we'll be a little bit more NFL. And then as we get into MLB playoffs, you'll see more and more. Uh, baseball stuff as well. Great. That's awesome. Um, and it, it's, you've been doing a ton of video already. You were, you know, I want to thank the good folks at fantasy alarm. We're friends of our, both of ours there. And you did a lot of video work there, a lot of DFS stuff for them. Uh, it's, it's been quite a role that uh, you've been, and you've expanded your role in Sirius X and fantasy a ton as well. Yeah, it's been a crazy year and it's been amazing. Uh, had a lot of time. You know, we've all had a lot of extra time over the last right. year or two. And so it was fun to really dig into it. I did a lot of DFS over at Fantasy Alarm. And then I've been doing four times a week for the Extra Points Podcast Network, DFS MLB videos. So those have actually become one of my favorite things to do. And it turns out, I think there was a little bit of a, a vacuum in our industry for these kinds of videos. And that is kind of a quick hit under two minutes. Let me just give you the highlights of some really good pieces for your DFS lineups. You don't have to read it. You can just listen. You can just watch. And hopefully there's enough pieces that you can kind of get creative and you understand why. I always try to give a little reasoning why uh, on how to build lineups. And they've been... Um, Pretty successful, I think, because they're easily digestible. Because sometimes the DFS market can be so overwhelming. You know, you go into FanDuel and you see like 
hundreds and hundreds of players. It's just like drafting your fantasy baseball team. It just, it's so much information. So if you can get it down to something quick and pointed, then sometimes it's uh, easier to focus. So that's what I've been trying to do. And it's become really, really fun. I really enjoy doing that. That's awesome. And, you know, we've had to readjust how we provide our content. I mean, lots mm-hmm. of it's long form articles. It used to be, you know, our, our player notes uh, or longer podcasts. Well, we've noticed video wise length does not help, uh, right. whether it's a YouTube video or TikToks or you name it for a, a quick DFS hit like you're talking about. We've had to figure out how to repackage our content. And I, I think that's an ever going challenge for mm-hmm. us. Absolutely. And so even when we were first talking about this extra points podcast network, they're like, oh, can you just give a DFS pick each day? And I was like, well, that's not really going to help anybody. (laughs) One DFS pick, it's not really how it works. And I started thinking about it and I thought, you know, a lot of people just don't know how to play DFS because you kind of have to Mm -hmm. learn all the quirks and the rules and, and how to win tournaments versus cash games. So I always try to put a little bit of it in there. And I think that's what we should do, especially as the sports betting industry expands, there's going to be more more and more people wanting to dip their toe into it. And because not all states allow sports wagering yet, they will start playing more and more DFS. You know, it's kind of a, a gateway drug, if you will, to all those uh, props and wagers. Right. And it is the wild, wild west when it comes to sports betting, too. I mean, all these companies are trying to get their foot in. Uh, they're trying to get that first deposit from everybody. I get it. Um, and so naturally, when you've got, you know, you're trying to get that first deposit, new, new players, of course, they're new at consuming content, too. That's right. They are new at consuming content. So you have to always assume that like when you're creating it, that we get, you know, Jeff, you and I, we're so used to talking to all our friends that have done this for years and years. And we can talk in shorthand and BABIP and WOBA and all this. The, The average sports fan has no idea what that means. And they immediately tune out. And what we have to remember is if we want our industry to survive and get bigger and more and more fun and more and more inclusive, then we have to make sure that not everybody is an expert. So you have to have, I think, targeted content towards all levels of players. So for definitely for the advanced players like you and I, we want the WOBA and we want the BABIP and, and all of those things. Um, right. But the beginner player doesn't want you to talk in acronyms. Here, here's how me having teenagers helps too. My my girls are on YouTube. They're on and they're more and more importantly on TikTok all the time. Like this old guy, he can't go for ten minutes. You got to go two minutes, thirty seconds. Pop, pop, pop. You know they're giving me good advice and it's great. Uh, it I'm like dad, dad, you got tons of you know tons of forwards on this one. And it's like okay, good. You know or get this old guy off my screen. I got a few wow, times too. So I got that on the payroll as consultants. Exactly. Well, that's coming. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. So uh, we just got a car for my 16 year old. That's enough right oh, now. Boy. But yeah, yeah. I'm, this this is uh, fun times, scary times, but really fun too at the same time. But it's all good. A uh, lot going on. Hey, we're still doing baseball, mm-hmm. as you tweeted out yesterday. Baseball's still going on. Let's not forget about that, people. Uh, and that's it's tough. We got opening night tonight of the NFL. A yeah. lot of people are trying to strike that balance. I know I am, and I know you are, because I see you're, you're doing pros with Joes uh, among yeah. the many, many leagues. I see all the, the stuff you're doing and uh, various channels. How do you strike that balance? Oh, man. Um, I'm not even sure that I'm doing it well, but I'm trying. Uh, so mm-hmm. what I've been doing is spending my morning focusing on baseball. So I okay. go back and I kind of like preliminary set my lineups. I look back at box scores and I consider all my DFS plays for the day. And basically whenever I'm even doing my wagering podcast over at Sirius XM called Sticks and Stacks, I start 
with making a FanDuel lineup. I start with picking my FanDuel picks and then I go look at the game lines and I kind of put the pieces together and, and okay. piece together some bets that way. And I can always explain more about that process, but maybe it's boring. Um, yeah. And then after I do that, then I you know, do my pod or my video for baseball and then I take a breath and then it's football. Because now is the draft season for football. So, you know, we're already right. kind of playing out what we did. We have patterns to watch. Yes, there's new call-ups and things like that, late September stuff. But we're kind of set there in baseball. For football, there's still a lot of guesses and, and injuries. You know, we just had this Gus Edwards injury, which is horrible. I hope he's going to be okay, but it, it doesn't look good. And right. there's still all of those things to work on. So, and then... I log back in right before a lineup lock, make sure everybody's starting. I put in there, go double check all my lineups and then compulsively check my phone all night to make sure I'm moving up the standings in Tout Wars <laughs> because I have clawed my way back from last place to fourth. Fingers crossed we can keep rising. Are you in the new Tout Wars League? Uh, yeah, the, the, new uh, the new categories and all that? Uh, awesome. Yeah. How's that going? It's going well, but I will say it is it is different. The innings pitched category and the saves plus holds category are the two biggest differences. And of course, right. you know, we've got like amazing players in there like, you know, Ron Chandler. <laughs> yeah. Ron really so, wanted this new league too, by yeah. the way. He was like, I, I, I got to play in a league with saves plus holds. I, I'm tired of wins. I'm tired of saves. You know, hey. I, I, I like it. I have yeah, to good. say, I didn't think I would. I kind of really dig it. I hope that I can stay next year that Rotowire, I'm sorry, that um, Tout Wars keeps me, keeps me in the fold and uh, I stay in this league. Good, good. Well, I'm sure you will be then uh, because usually we have a tendency to keep people in the same leagues. Uh, so, you know, it, it, as long as it works out timing wise and all that goes, uh, hopefully we're going to be doing it in person in March next year. That's oh, the thing God. I'm really hoping for. I am so excited about that. I miss I going to New York. I missed how weekend. It was something I did when I lived in New York. I used yep. to stalk you guys. I don't know if you remember this. Oh yeah. You were always at first. Oh, I was such oh. a stalker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I was the nerd fan girl just hanging out, trying to order a burger and, and fit in. And I would even sometimes sneak into your drafts one time I, got over to Sirius XM with Steve Cosolino and uh yeah and met Jason Collette Jason Collette actually invited me and anyway so to be actually a part of the tout group now is just it's one of the coolest accomplishments of my life <laughs> yeah well I mean the thing is you've been providing great content whether it's for alarm or whether it's Sirius XM uh and you've been a player for a long time so it's obviously yes, you knew your stuff uh and now it's on to the next step yeah, I've been playing a long time. I was trying to think how long it's been. It's been at least 15 years I've been playing. And interestingly, um, people always ask, because a lot of times, you know, football's a bigger industry and people see you and they're like, oh, you do fantasy football. I'm like, yeah. Um, and then they find out I do baseball and they're surprised. But the, the fact is baseball is what I started doing. Right. I only recently started doing football um, just so I could have more sports to play. But baseball was my first love. And when I was in New York, I started playing it with a bunch of high stakes hedge fund guys. And so that's how you learn on the job. Sure. <laughs> they are crazy making pickups. Of course, they have Wild Wild West pickups, unfortunately. Throwing in money, making pickups. They're smart guys. And uh, so I learned to play really fast. Uh, and I loved it. Now, how did you get into being a baseball fan in the first place? Um, I would say it's mostly because my dad was young. He played softball with his, or sorry, not okay. when I was young, my dad played softball with all of his brothers and they were quite good. They won the state championship in Texas. Oh, wow. My dad won MVP one year, highly competitive, highly. Um, 
So I would go to his games and I was the only one, I have four brothers. I was the only one that would go with my dad to his games sometimes, even though I was the artsy yeah. one, um, just so I could hang out with my dad, maybe get a Coke from the igloo. Maybe we'd nice. stop and get ice cream. And it just, I just kind of learned to appreciate it. I didn't realize I loved it. And then as I became an adult and I moved to New York, I would just start watching it on TV. And then New York has such a good baseball culture, yes, you know, whether you love or hate the Yankees, they love baseball. And it just, it, it became so easy to fall into it and fall back in love with it and remember the nostalgia uh, of it from my childhood. And I just haven't looked back. It really kind of was a combination of my dad and moving to New York City. So who do you cheer for? Do you, you root for uh, the Yankees, Mets, Astros? So I cheer for the Astros, which I know okay. is a very unpopular opinion, but I kind of have this second place love for the Yankees because okay. after living in the city 15 years and I have actually been to more Yankees games than I have Astros games, I would go all the time. Anybody had free tickets, I was taking them. Um, and so I, I, I am a little bit of a closet Yankees fan, which is totally wrong. Like you can't be an Astros and a Yankees fan, right? So if I have well, to pick one, it's Astros. Maybe in the last five years, but before that, who cares? Was you know, fine right? Before that, yeah. Yeah, and you were in the city well before that, so that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, before we start talking about some of the news of the day, a uh, quick note from our friends at WinBet: If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks! I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bet, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, and try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states. Come on, California, let's get in the act here. But Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. I'm here with Jen Piacenti. You can catch her on Sports Illustrated. Uh, you can obviously follow her on Twitter too at Jen Piacenti. Uh, you'll see her at SI Now, at SI Betting, and SI Fantasy. That's and, and the betting and the fantasy, there's an underscore in between. Uh, so, Jen, you know, one thing we're talking about, uh, just we're starting to get more opportunities to do these things. California's way behind. You're out here in LA too. And it's yeah. gonna, we're going to be one of the last states, I think. Yeah, I think so because there's a lot of Native American gaming still happening here. And yep. so it's kind of a, a gray, tricky area. But man, um, I think the state could use the uh, revenue. So hopefully yeah. they can figure out a way to make this work because this is the new thing. Everybody's going to be doing it. It's fun. I think it's a fantastic way to help engage with the game mm -hmm. and get everybody interested. So I think especially time post-COVID, all of that, that everybody, all the states are looking for more revenue. So my fingers are crossed that maybe they'll figure out a way to get this done soon. Yeah, I hope so too. I'd really like to have that happen. But even if it requires like, you know, can't even be online right away, that's fine. We'll just sure. baby steps. Just give me yeah. something here. But then again, it might be dangerous too. I don't know, it's but true. we'll see. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the news of the day. Jamison Tyon went on the IL with an ankle injury. It looks like it's more than just a little sprained ankle. It's like I think there's some ligament damage there. They're talking and they're hoping to get him back for the end of the season. But obviously this is a pretty big blow to the Yankees and uh, their playoff hopes. 
Yeah, definitely. Pretty big blow. Uh, Jameson Tyone has actually been very good for them this year. I wasn't super high on Tyone because I don't feel good about pitchers going to New York, period. Um, right. It's not a great ballpark for them, and they traditionally haven't had a lot of success. Um, but Tyone's been very dependable for them, and they need that in their rotation. So, I mean, luckily they've had Gill and Cortez kind of step up, and they're interesting, but yeah. it, it would be best for them if they could get Tyone back. Yeah. And, you know, he has really come out on second half, struggled early, but, you know, 121 whip, I'll take that uh, in, yeah. in the American League, uh, in the almost a K per nine. So you got to like that too. Uh, yeah. I, now for next year, assuming he's, re, you know, stays with the Yankees, I, I might be in on him. I, I don't know. I, I I was pretty stridently out this year, but I think I might be in it depending on the price. Obviously, it's uh, depending on the price. I'm with you. I think depending on the price, I might trust him as well. And again, you know, maybe he's just someone that you, you stream, you put, you know, on your bench and you use, you know, in good matchups, but I, I think he's, I think he's probably getting pretty trustworthy. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, his teammate, Garrett Cole, good news on his hamstring might come back uh, on Tuesday. They're now saying, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's good to get him back uh, and, and likely to come back next week, at least early next week sometime. Is he the AL Cy Young for you? Yes, probably. But I have to tell you, um, Robbie Ray is yeah. just, uh, I mean, because, you know, I, I still think Robbie Ray has, an, has a possibility. You know, yeah. he's pitching also in a tough ballpark. He has absolutely changed everything. I mean, th this guy used to walk everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's all he did. And he has dialed it up, striking men out at phenomenal rates, not walking men, not issuing free passes. And he's a big part of why Toronto has been successful. And I did not believe it because we've heard these stories from Robbie Ray before. And we've all drafted Robbie Ray and been like, oh, the strikeout potential. And then he screwed us. <laughs> Yeah, but not this year. I only got him off the waiver wire in one league, but it was a big pickup. I think he's a keeper for next year. So, you know, if Garrett Cole gets injured or he has a couple blow ups, there's there's a chance that this could end up being Robbie in my mind. Yeah, it could. It could very well be, especially if he pitches them into the playoffs and they're they're parallelously close right now. Uh, I have zero Robbie Ray in my life. None whatsoever. I was so, you know, so proud of myself. Like, I'm not going to fall for that one. I know I heard the spring <laughs> training too. stuff like, oh, no, no, don't worry. Good job, Jeff. You got it. way to go. Yeah. Nope. Me too, no, though. don't have him anywhere. Uh, another good start last night that was from Frankie Montas. He's not going to be in the, the really a Cy Young candidate this year, I don't think, because the first couple months weren't that great. But mm -hmm. man, he's been so good. Shut down the White Sox yesterday. I like Montas. I've been using yeah. him in DFS all year, but like he has an excellent ERA, second best of his career, career low walk rate. That's huge. He strikes yeah. out 10 men per nine innings. He only gives up about one home run per nine. He t pitches in a good pitcher's park. Like I'm in on Montas. I, I think he, you know, two years ago we were all in on him too. And then last year he was a little meh, but you know, 2020 was a, a tough year for a lot. So uh, yeah, I think Montas has put it together and I like him a lot. You know, he is the only guy I got right in Tout Wars this year. I think, you know, I, 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 you know, I had a lot of bad pitching decisions there. But, you know, I, I think next year you're probably looking at him probably being in the top 75 players, I would guess. Uh, maybe fifth or sixth round in a 15-teamer. I think I'm willing to pay that price. I think I would. Yeah, fifth or sixth round seems appropriate to me. And there's going to be people that might even feel comfortable using him as their Ace, depending on your build, you know, if you're people who, who just like to go hitter, 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 and you start with Frankie Montas, I mean, it's possible. 
I, I think yeah. he's got a lot of talent. We, we certainly thought so a few years ago. So he's put it together. He seems he's had what? Only one or two blowups this year. He's been pretty he, steady. He had a weird one against the Rangers earlier this year. And, and yeah. I think I had him, you know, in season long and I had him in DFS that night when he was he yeah. crashed. But <laughs> so that, that kind of like kind of shaded my uh, idea of what he was for a little while. It got over it, but uh, no, it, yeah, it was one, one versus the Rangers, only one blow up, eight runs. Everything else has been four or less. And that's only one, six run. Okay. But still, yeah, he, he's been phenomenal. He has, he has. And uh, it, you know, the A's all around. I mean, that's one thing they're starting pitching has carried him a long way, despite getting nothing mm -hmm. from Luzardo denied, not getting anything from AJ puck. It, it's interesting. Bassett's been good. And now he's mm -hmm. hurt obviously, but he's coming back soon. Hopefully, uh, Irvin. It's Irvin's been, been surprisingly good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't see that one coming at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of dig it. I mean, obviously I'm an Astros fan, so I don't want to root for the A's too much, but right. I, I'm also super excited to see Matt Olson batting for average. Like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Not getting destroyed by lefties. You know, yeah, it's, it's nice. fantastic. Yeah. Especially after last year, of course, yeah, got a little whipsawed on that. I kind of bought into the the helium last year. If you remember, he was that trendy guy, kept on going higher and higher and higher in drafts. Yep. This year, he was pretty cheap. Yep. So, uh, and then you know, Manaya was Manaya's pitching today against the White Sox. He's pitching well. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been kind of spotty lately, but he's also had a pretty darn good season. Stayed yeah, healthy he, too. He's also been really good in uh, DFS as well. So yeah, I'm also in on Manaya. You're right. They have they have a lot of surprising pitching. Yeah, they have. Uh, let's talk a little Jesus Aguilar. You know, a yeah. good, really good season. Uh, was among the league leaders in RBI for a long time. Now he's on the IL, but you know, the Marlins are really kind of tough to figure out because they're gonna they they turn over quite a bit, and you don't know if he'll be part of their long term plans uh, because I don't think they'll be contenders next year. I think I think they might be two more years You're down the line that. for them. And he's thirty one. He's about to get a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think, I don't know if he'll stay there, but you know, 93 RBI, he's, you know, he, he's had 22 homers, but then you look at like the, the triple slash, it's just okay. You know, 459 slugging, you think, okay, it's just, he's had a lot of opportunity. Where are you on Jesus Aguilar for next year? I love Jesus Aguilar. I have him in my yeah. salary cap league. I paid, I think $1 for Jesus Aguilar. He has carried me. Uh, he and Ho Jorge Polanco, like I just happened to get a a lot of really oh, good, so you know, good darts that hit. It has been phenomenal. Um, but, you know, this is a guy who has had, let's see, let's see, we had a 37, home, 35. One's had a 35 home run season. So he mm -hmm. does have the power this year. He's at 22 so far. Batting 260, I'll take that all day, every day if I've got good power. And I think he is a good force on that team because it's a really young team. And I think it's nice for them to have a little bit of a veteran presence there. I think it works well, but I'm with you. I don't know that he'll stay. What I do hope is that he goes somewhere where he actually has an opportunity to play every day because that's what he needed. Yeah. And that's why he's been successful in Miami. Cause they're like, Hey, we trust you. You're the guy. And so he he's doing what he can do because he has a job. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and it's funny. You see a lot of first basemen, they get a later chance at their start of career. Aguilar, you know, he bounced around with the Indians for a while, Milwaukee. You know, it's funny. Look, he played a lot more in Milwaukee than people realize. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he had a half season in Tampa Bay and now the Marlins. But you look at Frank Schwindel and the Cubs now. I I think he's kind of similar to that. Totally. Talk about talk about someone that's surprising that wasn't on anyone's radar. Right. Uh, but Schwindel is someone that's probably winning you your league right now if you made that pick up at the right, right time. Yeah. If you got Frank, the best week of Frank Schwindel's life last week, good for you. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 and hey, we all should have such a good week in life, we right? Should. But, we should. But, uh, you know, Schwindel's going to be an interesting decision for the Cubs this offseason. Uh, I think they should just, I think they should go with them again. I think they're, uh, again, they're another team that's retooling. They they don't, yes. they don't say they're rebuilding all the way, but they kind of are. They have to. Who are they going to keep? I mean, right. Patrick Contreras. Wisdom, Ian yeah. Happ. I yeah. mean, you're, it's a rebuild. You got rid it, of, you got rid of Baez, Bryant, and Rizzo. That's a rebuild. Yeah. And Darvish before the Darvish, season. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Come on. Exactly. Peterson. I mean, everybody. Yeah, Kimbrell. Yeah, they they, they traded away a lot. Yeah. yeah, they burned it down. They burned it they down. They did. They did. Um, Ian Happ, if, by the way, if he plays my Reds every like if he somehow got a red specific schedule, he'd be like fall Hall of Famer. He's so good against the Reds, it's killing me. I hate but when that uh, I hate it. Hate it. And my Reds have lost like five series in a row despite a weak schedule. And I'm not bitter at all. And I'm not holding yeah, on to that. But. I was mad at them yesterday because I told everybody to bet on the Reds last night. And they should have won, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, the pitching held up. They just scored one run all night. Ludicrous. At least I started I, Vlad in my lineups. He was good. Well, that's good. Yeah. And you got that going for you, which is nice. Good. I was doing pros versus Joe or pros with Joe. So uh-huh. at least my attention was divided. I didn't agonize as much as I usually do when we stink. Yeah. So there's that. That it does. It does. A uh, quick note from our friends at Vivid Seats. This summer is coming to an end, which means only one month until postseason baseball. There's no better place to be than Vivid Seats to watch your team race towards the postseason. So grab your MLB tickets, maybe a stadium hot dog or two. Too bad it won't be the original Dodger dogs, but that's another story. Uh, and, and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Even better, they have a rewards program designed to provide real rewards for fans. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If you're looking for tickets to the game, to see your favorite performer, or that new show everyone is talking about, Vivid Seats has it all. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Jen Piacenti of SI Now, SI underscore betting, SI underscore fantasy. Uh, You can also catch her on the Extra Points podcast. Uh, We're talking a lot of baseball here still. It's still refreshing to talk baseball. I love that. You Darvish. Had yeah. struggled a lot lately, but then pitched yeah. very well last night against the yeah. Angels. Well, and that's you, Darvish. I mean, yeah. he's done this his whole career. You know, maybe not his whole career, but he had a phenomenal season last year, and he had 
a phenomenal half season the year before that. So I just think this is you, Darvish, and we have to expect that he's going to pitch to an ERA under four, and he's going to get you a lot of strikeouts, and then he's going to have some games where he blows up. And if he happens to go on an extended run like he has before, um, awesome. Good for you. I hope you can guess when it's going to (laughs) be. Right, right. He was uh, going end of the first, beginning of the second in 15-teamers. You know, I'm not going to take him that high because I happen to have him on one of my main event teams, and I've been writing this. I think he really got hurt by the grip enhancement crackdown. Uh, Oh, for sure. His spin spin rates were drastically – I was in the first week, I was all over this spider attack thing looking at the the spin rates. Right. These were drastically affected. I think he's he's fine. He's going to figure it out, but there was definite change. Yeah, a lot. And I – it hit me hurt hard. Uh, and June was a really bad month for my pitching. It was it was flying high until then. Shot down in June, but yeah. uh, so it goes. Uh, tried to do a pseudo Sinatra thing, and it didn't really work. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I don't know what the deal with some of these guys are, and we'll see. I mean, we have a big collective bargaining agreement this off season. We don't know how they're going to handle that issue. Whether there's going to be universal DH again, I, I think it's going to be a very tough year to project players for 2022. I think you're probably right. And, uh, you know, changing a rule uh, in the middle of the season, I know there's like this whole debate about these unwritten rules of baseball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people have always used something, you know, batters use pine tar, you know, whatever. But then what is too far? And then to suddenly go in and have, you know, people having to take their belts off and, and it, it, right. it, was, it was ridiculous, but you're going to see major changes. And like, we saw like this, all these no hitters and no offense. And then all of a sudden weather gets warm, they crack down on spider tech. We see all this offense. What's really hard about projecting is we don't know what other rules Rob Manford might change next. Year. Right. Right. And, mean, it, it, and it seems like having that power, I guess in this case, yeah. it was enforcing a rule that was already in place. And maybe that there there's, some certain ways they could handle it there. They got around it as a dodge, but man, it was tough. I, I remember seeing that memo at the end of spring training. I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to kind of sort of cut down on that maybe for a little bit, right. cut down on the most egregious guys like Trevor Bauer, but right. no, he did it at full, full on. Full on. Yeah. So I don't know. I really don't know how that's going to, how we're going to deal with that next year. Uh, unfortunately, the Phillies had really bad news on Zach Eflin. He's going to be out not just the rest of this season, but possibly missing the beginning of next year with that knee surgery. Horrible news. Horrible news. Horrible news. Um, You know, I I don't actually think the Phillies are in this. I mean, maybe you do if you're a Phillies fan, but, um, Mm -hmm. um, but this certainly doesn't help. No, it doesn't. They've, They've actually, they have a good schedule the next couple of weeks. Something to watch for there. They finished their series in Milwaukee. They're only three games over 500, but yet they're two and a half games out in the wild card. Mm -hmm. So, We'll see. It's mostly because the Reds and the Padres have come back to the pack. It's become a battle to the bottom, unfortunately. But yeah, anyways, the Mets, the Mets, the whole Mets and Braves. I mean, like the whole thing's been interesting. I have to say, I've been really impressed with the Braves. They could have waved the white flag whenever they lost Ronald Acuna Jr. And they did not. And I I find that freaking phenomenal, as well as people like Austin Riley suddenly coming out. Talk about a late round pick that I got. I have him in Tout Wars. Thanks, Austin Riley. Um, he's been phenomenal all year. You know, the trade for Jorge Soler, getting Adam Duvall over there, getting their pitchers healthy. Um, I think they're an exciting team. And, you know, the Mets for a while were just looking like, I mean, the Mets. 
I guess. Um, they got so ugly there for a little bit. Jave Baez and thumbs yeah. down and all that. And now um, they're kind of back to being a little bit more winning way. So it's going to be interesting. You know, we complain about there not being a lot of flashiness or sexiness around baseball, but there has been some interesting drama this year. So we oh, yeah. have got a little more attention on the game. No, every day there's something new with the Mets. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's super wild. Not Sometimes it's even good. You know, they had, you know, the day after the thumbs down, they had the incredible, you know, Lock doubleheader off. sweep with the, the that yep. with the run scored by Baez. Incredibly heady base running there it was awesome. It was fun to see. But, you know, Baez, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, yep. I don't know what to do with him so fantasy-wise. Go ahead. Five shortstop free agents, right? Okay. Right. This is so interesting to me. You've got um, Baez, Story, uh, Baez, Story, Correa, Simeon. And Seeger. And Seeger. And Seeger. And yeah. of those five, who is the youngest? Seeger? Baez? Yeah. Oh, Correa. Correa? I, 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 could, I was 0 for 2. Crazy? Wow. Yeah, Isn't it is that wild. crazy? Like, you think about that market. That yeah. market is rich. But you were talking earlier about the collective bargaining agreement. And it makes you wonder. Are they going to wait on these contracts? Like maybe they should figure out what's going to go on with the collective bargaining agreement before they sign these contracts with these shortstops. But I, it's going to be a crazy offseason. It really is. And, you know, I, I feel like the Giants are like, yeah, we just got Crawford for two more years. We're happy. We're good. You know, <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting. And I don't know if he'll stay healthy the whole time, but what a year for him, too. You know, see, you know, Correa. I have I, him in the same league with Aguilar and Polanco. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, the, it's the low budget all stars. I like it there. My pitching stinks, though. I lost Bieber, and basically, I just the pitching tank. But the hitters—they're oh, no. phenomenal. <laughs> well, I mean, you have trade ammunition in the off season. You know, if you want to go ahead and address that, it is a it's a keeper league, right? It's not a keeper league. Oh, one. okay. No, it's a redraft. It would have been phenomenal, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's been a fun yeah, league. So you're a big Astros fan. You got to be thrilled yep. with the years that both Altuve and Correa have had this year. They've both been really, really good. I mean, the whole team has been really, really good. Yeah. Everyone always counts them out. Before the season, um, they were like not favored to even win the division. You know, the A's right. were. I was looking at this. I'm like, this is easy money. I know everybody hates the Astros and I get it, but we're talking about, you know, money. So I'm right. not just betting because I'm a fan. I'm betting because this is a smart bet. I think they were plus 140 to win the division, at like plus 160 to be leading it at the all-star break. That to me was such an easy bet. Um, whereas Oakland was like minus 110. Come on. Really? I didn't know that. That's oh, it was amazing. stupid. Yeah, it was. Just, yeah, it was crazy. And now uh, and their odds to win the World Series were ridiculous, too. And now, of course, I think they're I think they might be second. I haven't checked, but they were right behind the Dodgers last I checked. Well, the funny thing about the Astros is they didn't spend a whole lot in the offseason or even at the trade deadline to try to improve. They just believed in their core. Yes, it's a little scary. Uh, the bullpen's a major issue there, obviously. Yeah. Um, but getting Kendall Graveman was certainly a good move. I don't know about the Yimmy Garcia thing, but, you know, we'll see. I, their pitching is, tends to do, even Joe, Jake Odorizzi has been good lately yeah yeah um, until 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 the fifth inning or the sixth inning yeah he goes he goes through five and then he throws a hissy fit if he has to leave too yeah that wasn't fun uh yeah. but uh you know the thing is i'm excited about like mccullers for next year after a full season under his belt fully getting through yes. it fine and all that i think he's gonna be really fun next year yes yeah, i so, have him yeah. as well in a few couple leagues and uh, he's just he's also very young 
Yeah, he is. So, He's 27. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Luis Garcia's had a huge breakout. He's oh. help into that in that rotation for good. Phenomenal. You got Christian Javier there that could step into a starter role at any time. You got Urquidy. You got Framber Valdez. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's deep over there. And I will tell you, in the Saves Plus Holds League, um, one thing I did was I got Luis Garcia. He ended up staying in the rotation, so that worked. I also got Christian Javier, and he's been helping me because he's been having long relief. So over the course of the week, I'm basically getting the innings pitched but getting, you know, good strikeouts and ERA. Unfortunately, he's not doing a lot for my whip, but there's there's right. all these different ways you're starting to piece together how these saves plus holds can be bargains for you. Right. Because you have so many more pitchers to work with. So like Michael Kopech has been a really great piece for me. Andrew Chafin, things like this. And so if I were drafting again, I might change some of that too but it's so much easier on the waiver wire not to be chasing saves yeah you just find good pitching you period just find good pitching and it doesn't yeah. matter if they're starters or relievers or the technical w or s it just matters that they're pitching well that's right that's absolutely right uh we're going to talk dfs in a second but first a note from our friends at yahoo the new nfl season is fast approaching and yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football Yahoo is also excited to announce that its platform will now be shark-free. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and being shark-free, Yahoo is giving users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join Yahoo's Week 1 $1 million baller contest. The $1 million baller contest, easy for me to say, contest features 200000 in guaranteed prizing overlay. 25% of the players entered will be paid out, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship Live Finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. I'm here with Jen Piacenti of Sports Illustrated and we got a lot to talk about on DFS. I know you do a lot of your advice comes on the DFS side of things. What type of games do you like to play the most? Um, well, the first thing I like to do is look for ballparks that might support good offense. Okay. And uh, then I and then I start to look at uh, matchups, of course. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's pretty pretty simple. I like small slates. I will say tonight there's only four games on the slate. I kind of like that. Uh, just okay. makes it a little easier to focus um, and not get too distracted by all the pieces. Because if you think about it, DFS is basically a giant parlay, right? Mm-hmm. You have to right. get so many pieces right to win. Um, so the, the less players there are to choose from, the more fun it kind of is for me. I don't feel overwhelmed. Um, so yeah, I would say I like to play smaller slates. Um, and if like I have a chance to play just the 7 p.m. games versus just the 10 p.m. games, things like that, I will do that when I can. And then sometimes I'll mix and match them, too. And then I, I do like to focus on the ballpark. So I like to target hitters that are at Camden, that are at Fenway, um, you know, Great American, um, a few other places like that. And then for pitching, same thing, you know, any ballpark that might suppress runs a little bit. Um is, is also a good place to look for your pitcher. And then, of course, you know, strikeout rate. And it depends on whether you're playing FanDuel or DraftKings. So on FanDuel, right. if you give up a few runs, it doesn't really hurt you that much. Um, it's really just the strikeouts and how long you go into the game. So unless you give a That's whole – you, you can give up a two or three runs, no big deal. Go get those strikeouts. So in that case, you're getting, you know, 
roster you Darvish. He's usually a good choice. Um, but if you're worried he's going to give up a lot of runs, you don't want to start him on DraftKings. So giving up hits counts against you there. And it's just right. a little bit, a little bit trickier. So you always want to know your format. The other thing you always want to know. FanDuel heavily weights home runs. So 12, you know, points for your home run. That's massive. Um, and so you're really looking for those big moon shots on FanDuel. On DraftKings, you can air more towards just really good hitters. You know, Michael Brantley is usually a better play on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel. That's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's and he's always priced low. You know, yeah, I, I rarely see Brantley priced up. It's amazing. Wow. He's one of the best hitters like of his generation. Exactly. So do you prefer, uh, do you have a platform you prefer playing on a type of contest you prefer playing? I prefer to play um, tournaments just because I do like the shot um, rather yep. than just doubling up a little bit. But occasionally I will just increase my bankroll because I'm pretty sure I can finish in the top half of most contests. So sometimes I'll do that if I just need to get some more money up. And then I like to play single injury contests that aren't too too large of a pool because it just feels okay. a little more attainable. And then a lot of times I can finish in the top 10 or 20 of those. Um, so five $10 entries. I am not a big money gambler because I do this too much every day. Like that's just not where I am. So five, $10 contests here and there, just keep a nice couple hundred dollars always in that FanDuel account. And it stays kind of right about there. I started with 50, you know, you just kind of, you just kind of keep it there. Um, and I do tend to play more FanDuel than DraftKings. Um, but that's mostly because FanDuel has, um, sponsored my podcast with Jerry Ferrara last year. So I'm in the habit. Okay, of cool for FanDuel. So, but DraftKings, you know, we play our tout daily over on DraftKings. Right. And uh, I love that too. And it's always an adjustment, like going between the two, like, oh wait, that's not a good play over here. Don't get seduced on DraftKings. Right. That guy is not worth as much or vice versa. So it's important to know. Do you find like sometimes when you, if you're doing content for both on a given day, or are you doing, you know, you find that one's overpricing versus another, like, oh, well, maybe that's, this changes my opinion on the player. I can find that sort of, you know, something, something to exploit. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. And sometimes if you really like a player, you just go shop around. It's the same with props, right? Yep. You always want to shop around at the books. If somebody says, okay, Montas has got uh, over under six and a half strikeouts and over here, it's seven and a half. Well, don't take the seven and a half, take the six and a half, assuming, right. you know, you're getting good odds and everything, but you always want to give yourself uh, the most advantage you can. And that counts for DFS as well as any kind of wagering. Yeah, I think that's really true. And then on props too, you're like, you know, you're know, trying to find yeah. the better vig. You're trying to do all that yep. sort of stuff there. So that's that's always fun. Um, and now you're going to have to do, turn that into doing the same thing for football at the same time while doing baseball. Although I guess with football, you can kind of get a weekly sort of routine or rhythm to it there, whereas baseball is frantic every single day. Absolutely. So the the football is kind of easier. You have time to think about it. You have time to let it marinate. Baseball, you're like, all right, it's time to play again. <laughs> Let's go through yeah. hundreds and hundreds of players and figure out what's going to work. Um, football, you have time. And I have my whole system. And, and also, yes, you play defense um, in football and that you play a team defense. Mm -hmm. You don't dig into it the same way you need to dig into pitchers when you're putting together a lineup, especially in DraftKings when you have to start two pitchers. So there's just more work to be done for baseball to win, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you have to deal in the park effects a whole lot more. I mean, you talked about mm -hmm. that. I mean, there are atmospheric conditions 
of course, that are uh, dealing with the, in football. You know, we had a number of Cleveland football games that got totally ruined by the yeah. weather this last year. So that can still happen, but it's a little less. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see about the, how that plays out. Who do you like for tonight's slate? You said you were doing the, the four-game slate. Who do yeah. you like? Let's see. Okay. Well, on the bump, I'm actually going a little rogue here with Carlos Hernandez okay. um, because he's very, very inexpensive. $7,600 on FanDuel. He struck out 17 across his last three starts while only allowing three earned runs. So I don't like the ballpark. He's in Camden. So that's not great. Mm-hmm. But again, we're talking about a tournament here. So no risk it, no biscuit. Um, otherwise, if you want to spend up, Jose Barrios is actually someone I'm interested in. He's expensive, but the Yankees actually have struck out the most of any of the clubs on the slate tonight, nearly 25% since August 1st. So uh, again, as I said, the earned runs don't hurt you that much. The strikeouts really add up. And so if Brias can go a, a good six and strike out six or seven Yankees, then that's a good night at the ballpark for your DFS team. So those are the two pitchers. And then, I, you know, how do you not target Eric Fetty? I mean, just put any brave in versus Eric Fetty. That's that's what I think you should do. Obviously, Austin Riley is someone. Um, bonus, if you want to try Travis Darno, only 2,900s. There's a lot of value there. And he happens to have three hits, a double, and a homer in just nine career bats versus Fetty. So that's a good option. Duval has great numbers versus Fetty. And then I would say I also like stacking up those Royals to support Carlos Hernandez because um, even though Don Means has been better lately, the Royals are a high-contact, super pesky team. And Camden is a home run ballpark. It's a hitter's ballpark. And Sal Perez is... Oh, my God. What oh do we do with God. Sal Perez next year? I, I mean, don't know. 16 bombs just since August 1st. I, again, also on my Tout Wars team. One of my nice. favorite picks. Um, I no wonder him. you're surging. No wonder yeah, you're it's surging. All I mean, my that's awesome. Are just like like this, right? And my pitchers are keeping it together, so it, yeah. it's helping. Uh, and that's what I drafted them to do. So they're following my instructions. Okay. Um, yeah, it's. I love Sal Perez, and I don't know what we do with him. Everyone was worried about him this year. He had a good year last year. Um, I actually picked him to win the home run derby, and personally, I think he should have gotten to advance because it was unfair. He had to get matched up with Pete Alonso, and he had the second most home runs. But anyway, yeah, um, I'm a huge Sal Perez fan, so I don't know. He's going to be so expensive. You know what's really funny, Jeff, is that the, the home run leaders in MLB are a pitcher and a catcher. That is wild. That is wild, especially <laughs> when you put it that way. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Uh, I'm so happy to see Otani doing so well just because – and even though it's not on my watch, I didn't really get yeah. benefit from that. But I have zero. The skepticism about him coming in, like, oh, he can't do that. Yeah, there's no way he's going to do that. Oh, his foreign players are terrible. You know, there's a lot yeah. of that. And good for him. I am so happy. It's such a great story. It's so good for baseball. It drives so much more interest in the game. Okay. I, I just love seeing it. I love it too. And he silenced the doubters. I think it's phenomenal. Like even the kids just getting together to watch Shohei Otani and the home run derby. You can yeah. tell like he's, he's a new idol. I think it's fantastic. It is amazing. It's so good for the game. Um, any, uh, any else, any other uh, tips for doing DFS, doing D- DFS baseball and football at the same time before we sign oh, off? Man, I don't even know. Um, I would say just roll with it. Remember that you can't win all the time, um, right. but when you do win, 
it feels great. So keep playing because eventually you will. And uh, just trust your process because sometimes just like with any game, any, any given Sunday or any given Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, things can go the wrong way. But trust your process. Trust yourself. Don't just play once. Give it a few tries. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me because I am available um, on Twitter and social media to help um, kind of build lineups if you ever need to or with your fantasy drafts. Awesome. Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Congrats again. SI. That's awesome. I mean, it's great. It's great to see this new gig. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Look forward to seeing her content and uh, we'll see you personally in March, hopefully at Tout Wars. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right, great. We got the two start starters coming up tomorrow. We got Clay and Todd. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by WinBet. Thank you, WinBet. Have a great day. Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.